Hello, everyone, and welcome to Making the Grade for the week ending Friday, March 8th, 2019. It is the Go Jones week for the most useless of WWE pay-per-views, the pre-WrestleMania event that is this year known as Fastlane. Last week going into Raw, we had the promise of Roman Reigns and Ric Flair, and we got Roman Reigns and Batista. This week, we've only been promised that Stephanie will address the confusion surrounding the Raw women's title, so... Maybe it's Batista. Cole welcomes us to the show, and we start again raw with Roman Reigns. Roman says, last week was the comeback. This week, he takes his yard back. I was about to make a joke about Roman replacing Seth at WrestleMania, except that Roman immediately calls out Seth to address WrestleMania. Seth agrees that Roman deserves a shot at the belt he never lost and a shot at the man who never took it from him, so let's chat. Roman says Seth has it all wrong. Roman knows Seth has what it takes to beat Lesnar, but he just needs one thing. Roman wants one last run as the Shield. Seth says no, because Dean's been kind of a dick for the past five months. Roman tries to convince him by reminding him that he had fucking cancer, so Seth agrees. I'm still not convinced Dean is actually leaving. Anyway, Roman brings Dean out to try and convince him he takes his sweet-ass time coming to the ring, so much so that he doesn't. He talks at them from the stage, or it looks like he's about to, but then gets waffled from behind by Elias. Backstage, Charlie talks to a gaggle of dicks, Drew says the shield is broken, Baron tells her to focus on tonight, and Bobby wants his title back, and Leo spends most of the segment off-screen. Match number one, Finn Balor, Kurt Angle, and Braun Strowman versus Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Bobby Lashley. Finn entered before the break, Kurt and the Heels entered during the break, and Braun entered after the break. That's weird. Time for a new segment, something I call Actual Quotes from Michael Cole. Quote, Braun says, hashtag get off the tracks, the monster train is coming through, unquote. Michael Cole does not understand hashtags. Incredibly awkward transition from a backdrop to an ankle lock, which is followed by another incredibly awkward transition into a commercial break. Speaking of which, we've already had three commercial breaks in this match. Lashley spears Finn and pins him for three, grade C. Too many commercials for one, and what we saw was meh at best. They beat up Finn a little more, and we're done. Backstage, Charlie is with Heavy Machinery. She shows them a clip of three job teams talking shit. Otis speaks actual English for a change, says it makes him sad, and Tucker says that they'll all learn that Otis has a tendency to hurt those that hurt his feelings. Honestly? Negative points. Match number two, Natalia versus Ruby Riot. Natalia pins Ruby in maybe two minutes. Grade D. What the fuck? was that for Lacey Evans then appears and does nothing we <laughs> then recap Batista attacking Ric Flair last week then Steph is backstage with the raw women's title when Michael Che and Colin Jost show up they talk about something but I can't hear them uh no I don't feel like rewinding I just wasn't listening Hunter's in the ring he cuts a very emotional promo about Flair and you know it's real because he uses Flair's real name like six times he then yells at Batista for a few minutes. Sargle bargle, this is a shoot, brother. They then recap the women's chaos from last week, so we follow an amazing promo with a replay of a shitty one. Smart, WWE, real good. Backstage, Steph announces that the charges against Becky have been dropped, the suspension has been lifted, and that tonight she'll need to sign a hold-harmless agreement for her match against Charlotte at Fastlane for the Raw women's title. What? Do not... Tell me that you're going to go full Bailey on Becky and rob her of her WrestleMania moment by having her win the title at the pay-per-view before. <sighs> 
Dean is in his dark place. Roman tries to talk some sense into him. Dean just walks off. Match number three, gauntlet match, quote-unquote. Heavy machinery versus three job teams. Curtis Axel starts off the match by flossing, negative points. Bo Dallas gets squished for three. Vader bomb from Otis finishes off Connor. Corey spends the entire match making fat jokes at Otis's expense and generally being an all-around dick. Otis does the worm and pins Hawkins. Grade C. Hooray. Heavy machinery beat the bullies. Eh. Che and Jost are walking backstage. It's funny because Jost is lame and white, and EC3 is oiling himself and doesn't say anything. And then Titus makes Jost take a picture of him with Che, and then No Way Jose dances past with his crew. So that fucking happened. Thanks for coming up, EC3. Then the Hall of Fame video for Tori Wilson. I don't hate Tori Wilson going into the hall, and I'm glad they picked a better picture for Raw than they did for the Twitter announcement. Backstage, Charlie is with Charlotte. She promises to give Becky a career-ending injury. Meanwhile, Dean is in his light place when Seth comes to talk to him. Dean still says no. Then Elias plays his chord, and we go to break. Elias does Elias things until Dean comes out and they fight. Match number four, Elias versus Dean Ambrose. It's Blue Jeans versus Black Jeans live on Monday Night Raw. Elias appears to have both a black and red hanky in his right rear pocket. If my research is correct, this means he's a heavy SM bottom who's into getting fist fucked. Elias pins Ambrose following a jumping knee to the face and they drift away. Grade B. Absolutely the match of the night thus far, but that's not saying much. This was fun, though. Seth and Roman come to the stage as we go to break. We come back and they're arguing. Leave the guy alone, man. No means no. Dean leaves through the crowd, seemingly quite conflicted, that is, until Baron Corbin's music plays and the three dicks appear on stage to walk to, to talk down to them. Drew lays out the plan for the six-man at Fastlane, but says it ends tonight instead. It's three-on-two for a couple of nausea-inducing nausea quick-cut minutes until Dean runs to the ring and the shield fend off the douchebags. They fist each other, and everyone's happy, and that also, that six-man at Fastlane. Okay, I'll admit, I got goosebumps for the fisting. Elias may have too. Bonus points. I'm not rewriting that line. Match number four, Sasha Banks versus Tamina Naya costs Sasha the match thanks to a distraction, so expect Boss Hugs to retain on Sunday. Grade C, cursory go-home booking, which is always fun for a match that was basically only officially announced tonight. Naya makes the belt around the waist motion for an awkwardly long time following this match. Che and Jost are still just randomly wandering around backstage. It's still not good. Braun lifts Jost up a wall by his throat and we go to break. We come back and Braun is still choking Jost because Jost asked if wrestling was fake. Braun says, does that answer your question? And I have to say yes. Yes, it does. Because if Braun Strowman had actually choked Colin Jost for an entire commercial break, I'm pretty sure he'd be dead. Match number five, Raw Tag Titles, The Revival versus Blackishay. The Revival, who are the champions, entered during the break again. The challengers, who are not a team and not even officially on Raw, get a backstage promo first. They still have NXT nameplates, you guys. Shortly after we begin, but right before we go to break, Glorable start walking toward the ring. Ricochet gets his flurry of offense, then Glorable attack the revival in front of the referee to cause the disqualification. Grade B. Thank you for not doing the dumb thing. Glorable and Blackishay bicker after the match. Then Alexa talks to some teenager about heroic women. Enter the Raw Women's Champion, Stephanie McMahon. She brings out Charlotte. She brings out Becky. She explains what a hold harmless agreement is, and Becky signs it. Then old mean mug herself stomps her way into the arena from outside. 
It takes Rhonda an entire commercial break to get to the ring, and she demands her title, and just like that, it's hers again. So Steph decides to change the stipulation it's on Sunday. If Becky beats Charlotte, it's a triple threat at Mania. Rhonda continues the kayfabiness from Twitter and then turns heel. That was the most interesting thing Rhonda's done thus far. Bonus points. Ronda beats the shit out of Becky as Charlotte is smart enough to stay out of the ring. Ronda locks in the armbar at least four different times during this beating. Charlie then tells Stephanie, sorry, Charlie then talks to Stephanie in Gorilla to pad the last two minutes of the show. Overall grade for Raw is a C. Ugh. Go home shows. Ugh. Go home shows with guest hosts. Ugh. Go home shows with guest hosts that somehow end up running about five minutes short. Let's go, blue team. Don't suck. We open with an in-memoriam graphic for King Kong Bundy. Rest easy, big man. To the arena and Daniel Bryan, militant vegan. He has a new nameplate. It is awesome. Bonus points. He motions to the screen, and we get a video recap of Vince McMahon screwing a black guy. Daniel reminds us that he didn't say a goddamn word last week, but now he has the microphone. He makes fun of Kevin Owens for being fat. Kevin eventually interrupts to defend himself. This leads to a face-off and a face choke slam from Rowan. Enter the Usos. They talk smack about Mac Miz. Then Mac Miz come out to smack back. Match number one, Jimmy Uso versus The Miz. It starts with a quick brawl and a commercial break. Miz pins Jimmy with a skull-crushing finale. Grade B, nothing offensive. Standard go-home tag booking. Backstage, Kayla is with Charlotte. She invites Becky to SmackDown since SmackDown doesn't have its own women's championship anymore, apparently. We get a replay of Truth retaining his title last weekend as they as a lead into Truth's open challenge this week. I don't know why I typed weekend there. But first, negative points. Match number two, U.S. Challenge, U.S. Open Challenge, R-Truth versus Lacey Evans. I really do not get Lacey Evans' thing at all. Uh, though I will admit when I, I did laugh when R-Truth yelled, Come back, Miss Sexy Gloves! Match number two, U.S. Open Challenge, R-Truth versus Samoa Joe. If you listen to the blender, me and Jason, it appears that I may just get my wish after all. Then Rey Mysterio comes out again because apparently he just can't get enough of the U.S. Open Challenge and he is followed by Andrade. What is happening? Match number two, U.S. Open Challenge, R-Truth versus Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. Oh, that's... That's what's happening. Truth finally makes an appearance in his title match, getting all three men in separate corners and splashing them all. When he tries to splash Joe a second time, he gets caught and slammed to the mat. Eventually, the ladies get involved. Ray hits a frog splash on Andrade, but a senton from Joe breaks up that pin. Joe hits another Uranagi on Andrade and pins him to become the new United States champion. Grade A. Typical fatal four-way, but I spent the whole match expecting Truth to do the same thing he did last week, stay mostly out of it, and then come in at the end and get a win, and he didn't win. And any match that R-Truth loses is a good match in my book. Backstage, Becky has arrived. She talks to another ginger in a gray suit. We then get a video from Mumbai from the New Day. They promise to be at Fastlane, and that's about it. Enter Alistair as we fade to black for a commercial break. When we come back, Joe talks to Kayla about his victory. Match number three, Blackashay versus The Bar. A 6.30 pins Cesaro for the win. Grade B. The new guys get their shit in. You know how it goes. Rusev and Nakamura attack. The bar join in. The Hardys make the save. Then Ricochet nearly cripples himself on a dive. Match number four, Mandy Rose versus Naomi. Naomi's punishment continues, I guess, as she gets basically squashed by Mandy. Grade C. No one, no one thinks Mandy has a chance on Sunday. Asuka then meets Fire and Desire at the entrance to beat the shit out of them. Asuka throws Mandy into the LED wall at the entrance and legitimately fucks up a few rows of LEDs. 
Backstage, Kayla is with AJ so he can talk about Kevin Owens. Since AJ doesn't have a match on Sunday, Randy interrupts him to be an asshole again. Match number five, Kevin Owens versus Rowan. Owens versus Rowan. Brian, on commentary, goads Kevin into attacking him, and Rowan takes advantage of this distraction. Then Brian attacks Owens, causing the disqualification. Grade C. Good main event. Real good. Brian and Rowan continue the attack. Mustafa Ali returns to make the save. Owens gets a stunner on Brian. Ali and Owens are in matching gear. Blue and black, it's cute. Elsewhere, Charlotte is walking. Strangely. We get a recap of last night and Ronda's heel turn. Charlotte calls out Becky, who crutches her way to the ring. They talk to each other, and then Charlotte beats the crap out of her. Becky eventually gets the advantage and locks on the disarm her, and then, and then, and only then, the referees come down to stop the fight. Overall grade for SmackDown, B-. minus. SmackDown reigns supreme once again, if you can really call it that. Uh, can I ask you guys a question? Like a serious question. Like, hit me up on Twitter with your thoughts on this. But could they have fucked up the build for the Raw women's title match at WrestleMania any more than they have fucked it up thus far? You want to make it a triple threat? Fine. Make it a triple threat. But could you not do it in the most circuitous, least logical way possible? Becky can't face Rhonda until she gets a doctor's note. She won't get a doctor's note, so she's suspended. But now she's not suspended because she's got a doctor's note. But now she is suspended because Vince. So Charlotte's in the match, but now Rhonda doesn't want the match because Becky's not in the match. But now Becky's not suspended because Stephanie says so. So she needs to sign a hold harmless so she can face Charlotte for the vacated Raw Women's title at Fastlane. Except the title isn't vacated because Rhonda says it isn't. So now Becky has to earn her way back into a match she already earned her way into at the Royal Rumble. And she has to do so with the same knee injury she was suspended over in the first place that she refused to get a doctor's note for but then did get a doctor's note for but now it's worse because she keeps getting in fights you follow whoever came up with this plan whoever sat down and wrote this shit down needs to be removed from creative and removed from the company immediately you want to make it a triple threat but still have charlotte versus becky at fast lane i can do that in two seconds two sentences or two seconds. We'll see how fast I can read. Charlotte complains that Becky wasn't a legitimate participant in the Royal Rumble match and threatens to sue if she doesn't get the title match at Mania. They make the swap. Becky gets upset, causes chaos until someone, be it Charlotte or Stephanie or whomever, agrees to give her a shot at Fastlane to earn her way back in by defeating Charlotte. There you go. Boom. Done. Simple. Doesn't take a fucking slide rule and a Pepe Sylvia board to make fucking sense. <sighs> With that said, that does it for me on Making the Grade this week. I hope you enjoy Fastlane, despite its utter pointless, pointlessness and predictability, and I will be back next weekend with another edition of Making the Grade. Blurch.